following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We are a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but let's face it. It's not what he used to be. My name is Jose Solerzano, and he is my friend, the baddest guy around, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going this week, my friend? Doing good. The week's going good, man. How about you? The week is going very, very well, man. I'll tell you this, man. There's a lot of things happening in the wrestling world, and things are starting to cook up. I smell the cooking. I feel the cooking because there's a lot to talk about. And usually, sometimes we're struggling along to have a topic for this week. But honestly, (laughs) the show's writing itself because there's so much going on out there in the world of professional wrestling, which it's been a while. And I think this whole, you know, for fans coming back into attendance, there's kind of like this big raw emotional feeling that people are just like, man, wrestling is kind of back, right? Or this version of wrestling that we knew is once back again. And again, a lot of talk about things, man. A lot. Yeah, there's. This is probably the first week where, since Money in the Bank, I've watched everything. Watch Raw, AEW. I've. I'm interested. See, that's <laughs> different. That's different, and yeah. it's really. It's definitely making us sound like frauds because our whole thing is like you know, wrestling's just not the way it used to be. But now it's kind of we've seen kind of snippets of it kind of becoming or going back to what it used to be and i'm excited about that i really am and i will change the slogan of the show in the beginning if that's the case if things move forward like this because there's promise remain there is promise now we have a lot to discuss i want to get into it we're going to get the main discussion of this week involves AEW and two very popular very predominant performers in the ring And we will get to that, but we will slowly get there because this whole week of wrestling has been all about people coming back, 90-day clauses coming to an end, and people debuting somewhere else. And it all started with Impact Wrestling. As always, taking the trash out first, Jermaine. (laughs) Slammiversary happened. Now, some things to note. Mickey James and Chelsea Green came back... Of course, Chelsea Green, 90-day compete clause. Mickey James has been back and forth from NWA to TNA. Sorry, to Impact Wrestling. So it's always nice to see her being used well, actually. The biggest surprise there was at the end of the show when Kenny Olivier defeated uh, Sammy Callahan uh, in a hardcore match, really, because that's what it was. I mean, they can call it no DQ, but it's just a hardcore match. Um, Jay White, Switchblade, the leader of the Bullet Club, debuted in impact wrestling you'd think i'd be more excited about this but i don't know i don't know how you feel about this could care less (laughs) now do you care less because it's impact wrestling or because it's dealing with AEW in some sort of way or another i could care less because it's impact and i don't know who that guy was Oh, you don't, eh? Okay, okay. Yeah, so I was indifferent to it. Yeah, see, a lot of of AEW and wrestling marks out there were going crazy because Jay White, Switchblade, you know, there's a lot of history there with Omega and the Good Brothers and um, 
I guess anybody who was a part of Bullet Club who's now in AEW, including the Young Bucks. So there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of history there, and there was a lot of talk about him coming over to AEW or wherever from New Japan, and he's still with New Japan. But now this kind of opens up the floodgates where Impact, New Japan Pro, and AEW have a working relationship somehow, and it's just looking looking more like a like a collaboration there really different from WWE who just focuses on WWE, right? And NXT and vice versa. But um, yeah, this is big for a lot of those fans. And to be honest with you, the reason why I'm not excited again is because it's involving AEW and we've all seen what they've done with stars. So that's right. It's eh, we'll see. We'll see how that plans out. Now that we've taken out the trash impact wrestling, let's move on to money in the bank. Jermaine. <laughs> now, a year ago, we did a two-for-one for Money in the Bank because it is it is one of my favorite pay-per-views or was one of my favorite pay-per-views. After last year's debacle, we decided not to do one this year. And I think we... Do you think we would have had enough to talk during a two-for-one episode? Probably. We're professionals, but... I, I think so. Yeah, I think we, we missed the mark here. Uh, we should have done a two-for-one but this is why we have the show on Friday. And, and let's discuss here. What is the main... Th- of course, we know the main thing coming out of Money in the Bank. But what did you think at the time of Nikki Ash or Nikki Almost Superhero winning the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? I think it was kind of goofy the way she won. <sighs> but at the same time, in a real world sense, it makes, it makes sense. Right. right. You know, like, I know you always quote, Michelle, when she says, why doesn't somebody just get the ladder and run up and grab the, the briefcase? <laughs> yeah. Well, Nikki Ash, she did something smart. Mm-hmm. When all those wrestlers were distracted fighting each other, she just snuck behind them and grabbed the briefcase. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was smart. It but did. Yeah. not the payoff no. that fans were hoping to see that paid their money to, to watch this. Yeah. It's kind of lackluster. It was, it was, it was interesting. But, hey, to, good for her though. Yeah. Good for her. And you know, good for her. That's, a, that's one of my points because she pitched this idea to Vince McMahon. She's been pitching it for months and they finally went with it. And, um, seems like it's getting over, man. Um, and she got rewarded with that money in the bank briefcase, I guess. Um, I, I, I really, again, those gimmicks to me are so passe that i'm just not interested in it i see the kids in the crowd and i always notice the crowd what what they're into and what they're not all the kids are going off on on this nikki almost superhero thing so obviously it's it's again it's business right they they gotta think about that as well and you think they can sell the the masks they can sell the capes to the kids it's just it's business as well but um yep you know, good on her. Very unexpected. I didn't think she was going to win. I honestly, for a second there, thought that they were going to give it to Asuka again. I don't know why, but um, I would have loved to see Zelina Vega win. Absolutely. We were both wrong on that. We were definitely wrong on that. We were definitely wrong on that pick, my friend. Um, she came close, though. I marked out a bit. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I marked out. I said, yes, yes, but no, unfortunately. She did not win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, hold that thought on Nikki, almost superhero winning the Money in the Bank on Sunday, okay? Hold that thought, Jermaine. Just hold it. All right. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match, Big E. Big E. He was the odds-on favorite to win. 
I'm not surprised there. I thought they were going to go different, like a big surprise like they did last year with Otis winning the Money in the Bank, but they went with the crowd favorite there, Big E. I still hate how he doesn't take things seriously, though. I hate it. Yeah, me too. I really do hate it. That's my big pet peeve. Him serious. No. This man's like doing the split like he's about to receive uh, Shattered Dreams by Goldust when he's in yeah. the ring. Like, come on. You know? Yeah, man. I, I can't stand the shucking and jiving and the dancing and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I can't take you as a credible universal or WWE champion. Right. Because all the greats back in the day, they didn't act like that. No. No. Unless you're, and if he does win it, it's not going to be for long. Well, it's going to be another, transitional. What was that? Transitional, you think? Maybe, or just to sell some tickets. Mm. That's what I think. Transitional. Uh, I'm thinking more like even, and I hate to like put them in the same category, but Kofi, right? Like Kofi was champion until someone came back and they rolled with him. Squashed him. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. yeah, and this would be his first WWE Championship title, obviously. So, um, or whoever he decides to go after, Universal WWE Champion. I, obviously, he's going to be WWE Champion. I've heard in the dirt sheets that they're going to send him over to uh, Raw. So that should be interesting during the uh, draft, which is coming up in August, I believe. So that's going to be interesting. A lot of things can yeah. change after the draft, right? So we'll we'll keep that... Uh, we'll keep a lookout on that one as well. My biggest surprise here, aside from uh, the near the end of the show, is the Usos winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championship <laughs> during the pre-show. I did not expect this at all, my friend. I did not. Neither did you. No, I was shocked. Um, this really, you know what? It looks it looks good for storyline. Right? The bloodline. Roman Reigns, the Usos, the family, they, they have all the gold. I get it. Uh, I love a good story. But nowadays when kayfabe is so dead and we know more about the wrestler's life outside of the ring, outside of the spotlight, and there's a way to hold them accountable, which a lot of wrestlers have been held accountable in the past for doing things outside of the ring. This just is bad business practice, I think. Because what message are you sending to the rest of the locker room? Yeah, you can do whatever you want if you are good for business. Even getting a fourth, not one, two, three, but a fourth DUI while under contract in the WWE. It just doesn't hold them accountable. And it just looks bad. Let's let's be real here. Not a lot of people are looking past it. But should he have been rewarded with those titles? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, it- it does send the wrong message. It shows people that as long as you are in a meaningful storyline, yeah. as long as you're over, then you can do anything. You can get away with murder. And it's not right. I don't think so. I don't think it is at all. And honestly, I could, I could have waited for that title change. And if you're going to do that title change, do it on the actual show. Don't do it on the pre-show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's That just goes to show where they think yeah, how how much they value the tag team champions. Yeah, and I mean, we had another tag team ch- tag team championship match on the Money in the Bank. That was uh, Omos, Omos, AJ Styles, and uh, the other two. Who were the other two? Viking Raiders, I think. Yeah, and Viking Express, whatever they call themselves. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I would have preferred those 
to be on the pre-show because there was no title change. Yeah, it would have been a nice little start off to the to the before the pay per view, but if you're gonna have a title change, have it on the main show. Let it you know mean something. And again, this goes back to how to properly book a pay per view, which has just been thrown out the window, obviously, for many years. But I was just like, oh come on, like come on. But that's that's WWE for you. Roman Reigns retained against Edge. For some reason, there's a lot of people out there who are just not smart marks, man. They uh, they believe everything that's in front of them. But um, if you thought for a second that they were teasing Seth and Edge for weeks and you didn't think Seth was going to come in and cost Edge that title, uh, you were mistakenly um, in denial because I knew there was going to be shenanigans at the end of this match. And it's a given. Yeah. It's a given. You know what I mean? My only thing that hurts here is that... That story, that Edge story, when he does finally become Universal Champion, if he ever does, it's going to be a big deal. And maybe that's the long term for Edge, that they're really working that, that he's going to be chasing and chasing. And when he finally gets that title, it's going to be a big deal. Maybe at WrestleMania. Who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows? Would you want to see him win it at WrestleMania? Because <sighs> I know you're a big Edge fan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would have loved Cesaro to win it. I would love Cesaro to win it before Edge. Not going to lie to you. That guy just disappeared, hasn't he? Bro, this guy got squashed on the Friday before uh, Money in the Bank to, uh, what's his name? Otis, who is now kind of like <laughs> a young version of Vader. All they have to do is like put a, ma- a red mask on him, and he's like a young version of Vader. Um, which I like the change because he's not that doofy goofy guy that he was a year ago but to cesaro come on like cesaro deserves better and he wasn't even in money in the bank he didn't do anything in money in the bank he just sat in catering cesaro sat in catering that's insane he sat so insane in catering my friend it's kind of reminiscent about jeff hardy remember remember when jeff hardy was like over and you would think he would win the WWE Championship back in the day, but they would never pull the trigger on that. And then yep. his momentum just died off. And then all of a sudden he wins it against Triple H unexpectedly. Yeah, out of the blue. Yeah, and it's just like it doesn't mean that much at that anymore. Yeah. They're doing the same thing with Cesaro. It's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah. He could beat Big E. Who knows? Yeah. Mm, there you go. There you go. Or I don't know. Maybe give it to the Miz again. It's interesting. Transitional. There's so many things happening there in WWE. Like there's there's now talks that The Rock is set to return for Survivor Series. Yep, I heard that too. Which again, this is all speculation. But if he returns, then Roman Reigns, we're gonna see Roman Reigns as champion for about a year and a half or more. Yeah, man. Right? Are they doing Roman Reigns Rock at Royal Rumble or next year's WrestleMania? So where does Cesaro fit in there? Nowhere. Where does Biggie fit in there? Nowhere. So they're going long-term with Roman Reigns. They really are. They're trying to, at least. If they get The Rock, they've solidified that that feud because that would be crazy. Talk about a bloodline feud. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That would be insane. That would, that would <laughs> make Roman Reigns super over than he already is. Exactly. Exactly. That's just money. That's just money. Yeah, there's money in the bank. <laughs> no yeah. Point. But 
before all that happens, there's a new contender. And Jermaine, when I said at the beginning of the show, when we're getting snippets of what wrestling used to be back in the day, and, and you and I messaged each other during the week for this, someone returned at the end of Money in the Bank. And do you remember those pops that Stone Cold, The Rock, Hulk Hogan used to get back in the day, Shawn Michaels? Oh, yeah. Those pops that just, you know, made you get up off of your seat and just gave you goosebumps all over your arms and your whole body? Yep. This was this pop. And I want to play you this clip because you got to hear it. You got to hear it. If you guys are wearing headphones listening to us, Jermaine, I believe you wear headphones as well. Yep. Just beware because the crowd in Texas was crazy about this. But we leave tonight just like we came in. The head of the table as your universal champion. So Paul Heyman hands Roman Reigns the microphone, of course. And this crowd, I love this crowd. This, they, they were really good. They are not happy. Now the whole world can acknowledge me. <laughs> as a crazy pop that's a crazy pop killed me yeah it's john cena (laughs) where (laughs) he's so good he's so good and he is great man dare i say that he's invigorated michael cole as well he's yeah kind of okay now but i don't want to speak too soon that's why i'm not giving him full props but He's getting there, yeah. you know, and Michael Cole said, you know, this guy really gave him a second lease on his career. So good on yeah, Pat man. McAfee, you know, really good. He's good. He's good. But yeah, I mean, this, re- think about this, Jermaine. This man was booed all the time. Cena sucks, right? You can't wrestle. But God damn it, have we missed him, haven't we? I honestly missed him. And and you were the biggest so- critic, too. You. Oh, yeah. You, my friend. You, as his music plays in the background, owe this man an apology. <laughs> oh, I, I hated him. I know. I really did. Because he was a, what What do you say? White face, what? White meat, baby face or something like that? What do you say? I believe so. Yeah. He was basically WWE <laughs> Superman. Yes. He yes. was shoved on our throats. I, I was so tired of seeing him beat everyone that came his way. It was right. so annoying yeah but when i was watching this Mm -hmm. live and i saw roman reigns grab the mic after (laughs) the match i'm like oh shoot cena's gonna come out i called it and then when cena actually came out i marked out hard (laughs) even my wife came out she's like you're going crazy over john cena (laughs) we all all know how much you hate him (laughs) (laughs) yeah she knows 
She's like, ew, you like John Cena now? <laughs> oh, man. No, it was something. It was a reaction that I was surprised about myself. I'm surprised hearing you about that. I was surprised about the crowd there, too. It was... Yeah, man. You, you couldn't uh, even hear the music. No, it was a I pleasant hear surprise. Music yeah. Same. I mean, that pop is just... It's reminiscent. It yes, it's reminiscent of Stone Cold, man, when he used to come out all of a sudden, you know, man, those pops and are JR, JR would lose his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold! Stone Cold! The oh, Texas! Stone Cold! The ah! Texas Rattlesnake! Oh my god, JR! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this that was crazy. That was crazy. I mean, so good. So good. We definitely have missed Cena. It's been, what, over a year and a, a year and change. Yeah, over a year and change. And um, wow. it's good to have him back. They're they're calling for the summer of Cena. So he's going to be in, he's going to be on Monday Night Raw. He's going to be on SmackDown. There's also talk of him making a uh, special appearance for NXT coming up. So they're going to use Cena, of course. And obviously the main event for SummerSlam now is going to be him versus Reigns for the Universal title, which we will definitely discuss in a future episode of The Boulevard. Definitely, the results will be discussed during the 241 following SummerSlam later on in August, Jermaine. So, honestly, yeah, there's, sure. there's a lot going on. That. We have to. We have to. It's, it's, it's a must. It's a must. Now, that was Money in the Bank. Let's move on to Monday Night Raw now. This past Monday, little quick things to note here. Karrion Cross, who is the NXT champion right now, made his main event or his uh, main uh, main roster debut against oh Jeff boy. against Jeff Hardy. Now, yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing there. If they I'm a yes, if I'm a loyal NXT fan, and after watching what they did to Karrion Cross this Monday, I'm not tuning in to Wednesday to see him choke out Samoa Joe. Johnny Gargano yeah. or whoever else is there because to be quite honest with you I'm not going to be able to take him seriously after Jeff Hardy squashed yeah. him squashed him not even cleanly and third of all a guy Jeff Hardy who was just being squashed a couple weeks ago so no one's taken seriously here it's a joke I don't know if this was a message to NXT from Vince McMahon or to whoever else you're in developmental. That's what you're treated as until you're in the main roster. So it was just surprising to me. It really was. I I thought Jeff Hardy was going to lose because that's what he's been doing, losing. But no, they make their NXT champion who's been presented as a monster, really, and who's been crushing everybody, who went away for after injury, who came back, and all of a sudden he's in the title picture again. You make him look like that on the main roster and on actual national television. Good for you, WWE. Way back to go, way to go to go back to your old same old shit of just making your talent look ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous, Jermaine. I don't know about you. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for this guy who's been killing everybody in NXT. Yeah, they don't give him his usual entrance. They don't bring out the girl that's usually with him. Right, and then he goes out to do a job to Jeff Hardy. <laughs> No, it makes no business sense. You completely screw over NXT, yes. which is supposedly the third brand. Yeah. But whenever guys are called up from there, they're treated as minor league players. Yes, yes. And so more. It, it, it doesn't make sense whatsoever. More on NXT guys coming up and being treated like minor league players later on on Monday Night Raw. But before we get to that, 
Um, remember I told you to hold that thought? Yep. Well, Nikki, almost superhero, won the money in the bank, as we discussed. And she cashed it in on Monday and was successful. She beat your girl, or as you call the quote-unquote goat. She is. One, two, three. What are your thoughts? I think... And hold your tears back, please. Thank you. <laughs> I think they're just trying to jack up the amount of times Charlotte wins the Women's Championship. That's so cheap, though. So she can tie... I know, it is very cheap. They're trying to make her a 16-time Women's Champion. And... It, I don't think that... There was no build-up to that. Yeah. There was no build-up whatsoever. And again, good for Nikki Ash. Mm-hmm. She's a woman's champion now. But how long is that going to last? Who's going to fight her? Well, now they're saying that it's going to be a triple threat match at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Nikki Ash for that. Oh, great. Yeah. That's that's next in line. So I don't know. We'll see what they do with her. I mean, I don't see any long term booking here for Nikki Ash, to be honest with you. But it happened. People went off. People I mean, she's over. You see the crowd's reaction when she did it? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And maybe it's because people really I mean, Charlotte has some heat, bro. Like some legit she's a heel. Like a legit heel. People hate her. Hate her. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. You love it. Now, remember I told you about, or you said NXT guys coming up and being treated like trash on the main roster? Yep. Yeah, so the main event for Monday Night Raw was Keith Lee returning. <laughs> Big surprise, facing Bobby Lashley. Now, of course, they have to make Bobby Lashley look strong after messing up last week. So he defeats Keith Lee. A returning Keith Lee. Hasn't been seen since Squashed. January. Squashed. Goodbye, baby Hulk. See you later, and thank you for coming. <laughs> and guess who decides to show up, Jermaine? We called it. I just want to say we called it. We talked about it last Friday during the preview for Money in the Bank. Oh, bird. <laughs> Oh man, when this guy was making his way to the ring, those kicks are Bobby so Lashley. Bad. They kept cutting away from him because this guy was cursing. <laughs> I was reading his lips. <laughs> Yo, it's like he didn't even get he the memo cursed. that he was returning. <laughs> yeah, he sold it well. <laughs> he did. He did his job. But why? Why he deserve a championship match against Bobby Lashley? He doesn't. It does nothing. For either of them. Uh, actually, it benefits Goldberg the most. You think so? <laughs> it benefits him the most. Well, financially too nothing. as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, But Bobby Lashley, it's not going to make him look strong because Goldberg is a Hall of Famer and he's old. He still looks great, but it, it does nothing. It's not going to make Bobby Lashley look like a credible threat. Yeah. It, well, it could be because after Goldberg, maybe Brock Lesnar's next. And Goldberg de- did beat Brock Lesnar. So Interesting. 
Interesting. Interesting idea there. Never thought about it that way. I just, you know, I just hate the idea of Goldberg coming back. Like, it benefits, really, Goldberg financially. But, yeah, like you said, like, it doesn't benefit Lashley. Like, it's it's a given. Lashley's no. going to beat him, you know? And if Lashley yeah. doesn't beat him, what the hell does that say about Lashley? And the last time Goldberg fought, he lost. Yes, and he did it in a beautiful way, passing on the torch to Drew. Exactly. That's how it should have been. End of story, Goldberg. Thank you very much. Legends contract. We'll keep you. We'll, we'll let you know when we, you need to appear. Yeah, that, that's what it should have been. beat Drew twice already, right? Yes. So what, what's the point? I don't Spear know. Spear versus Spear again? <laughs> like, Seems like WWE loves that idea of Spear versus Spear. I guess so. I mean, look at Edge and Roman. You know, that's another yeah. Spear versus Spear one. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know, Jermaine. I don't know what to make of it anymore. I'm sick and tired of seeing Goldberg. I mean, I'm gonna sell my Goldberg figure now. That's how sick and tired I am seeing. Oh him. no, you know, and it's the old. No, is it the old Berg? Let me see. Where is it? Right there. No, actually, it's his WCW um, action figure. He's holding the big uh, gold belt, you know. But that's how I like to remember Goldberg. I don't like to remember yeah. Goldberg now. Like I like to remember Goldberg up to when he came for the first time to WWE. After that, it's just been a disaster. And he's one of the most overrated performers. I've said it. And I'll say it again. Overrated, unsafe. His I own just, mark. He's definitely his own <laughs> mark. I'll tell you that much. I just don't. Um, I don't. I don't see any benefits to this. Um. Yeah, but that crowd seems to like it for some reason. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. The- the fans ate it up. They loved it. They ate it up. They ate it up. And it was like, you know, taking, you know, candy from, from a kid. It was that easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just, yeah. I don't know. They just, I guess W, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, oh, see, now he's taking over our show. Oh, great. He has a great theme, though. I'll give him that much. This is an unpopular opinion, but I like this WWE theme better. Really? Yes, I actually did. Interesting. So you're saying there's different versions of this song? Yeah. WWE did one. When he first came back. In 2000-something. Oh... Interesting. I shall research that later. 100%. But yes, Goldberg's back. Take that whatever way you will. If you're entertained by that, tune in to, I guess, Monday Night Raw and see how the buildup to SummerSlam is. Moving on. AEW. We have a lot to discuss about AEW, Jermaine. And you know what? I'm not going to be as negative as I usually am. I'm going to leave the negativity aside because um, there's some promise here. Yes, there's promise in AEW. There really is. Now, before we get to the promise, I just want to say, since it's been a week of like returns and everything, it was very nice to see a familiar face. Unfortunately, he went to yes. you know he went to AEW and he's representing Andrade, but it's it's a familiar face and it's uh, someone that I guess you know we discussed a couple weeks ago. Him and his other uh, partner should have been higher on the list. They shouldn't have been a number what. 
12 or 15 that they were. They should have been higher up on the list. They're like number 25. 25, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine that? So yeah. uh, we saw, of course, we're talking about... Um, Ooh, Chavo. <laughs> Chavo I, I thought we were talking about Kerwin White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chavo. Yeah. Kerwin White. Chavo Girl also known as Kerwin White. Um, it was nice to see him. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah. Like, he doesn't age. He does not age, man. He looks good. He looks the same. He looks like the same when he teamed up with uh, Eddie. So, yep. it's great to see him there. It's great to see him being involved. Not sure if he's going to wrestle or not. I'm sure he can still go. But uh, being a mouthpiece for Andrade. Is good and it's better than having Vicky around because that just uh, we don't want that. We don't want that really. No, you know? He's so annoying. Yeah, it's just it's just too much, man. So yeah, that he came and he conquered and a great promo. He really appreciated the love. Again, they were in Texas, so that was good for them. Texas obviously is gonna remember Chavo Guerrero because, you know, Eddie Guerrero, him, Texas, that's their their home state. So that was great to see. Now to the important part, Jermaine, the important part. And uh, we're just going to take a break here, but let's just, since we're in it, man, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Um, AEW, there's been a lot of talk about AEW signing some stars. And there's, or it's already been confirmed. Tony Khan has said that the next surprise debut is going to be bigger than Andrade. It's going to be bigger than anybody else that they've um, have signed so far. And the big name, one of the one of two big names is Daniel Bryan, and we've kind of discussed this over the weeks here on SmackDown Boulevard. But now, can you say that it's pretty much confirmed? Yeah, it seems that way. It's pretty much confirmed. A lot of people are reporting that the deal is a part time deal, and that he'll have some dates in Japan as well. Yeah, and I think that's the catalyst here. That's the thing that we should focus on. Again, we can say about, okay, man, he's going to AEW, whatever, but obviously these him, he's looking for people, different people to perform with, people to have wrestling matches with. And if he's going to wrestle in AEW and he's going to wrestle in New Japan Pro, he's obviously going for the matches that he wants. He's not going for you know, loyalty within WWE, he's going to go search for something. And he's, that's definitely what he's doing. Right. I mean, think about it. Who, who do you think right now in AEW would give a good match with Daniel Bryan? Three guys who you think would have, would have a decent wrestling match. None of that horse crap that they've been doing with no DQ, no disqualification, like an actual wrestling match that you would like to see. <sighs> well, I'll start here. I'll let you think Honestly, about AEW. I really don't know. For me, for new Japan pro wrestling, if he goes over to new Japan pro wrestling, there's three names, man. Okada, obviously. Nato, obviously. And Kota Ibushi, which, by the way, he has pneumonia, and uh, I'm a big fan. I wish him I wish him all the best. But um, those would be three matches. Great matches for Daniel Bryan in New Japan Pro Wrestling. They would be amazing matches. Wrestle Kingdom matches. And AEW? That's another question. Who would he have a good match with, a meaningful match in AEW? Like you said, you we don't know. You can't have Jericho, because Jericho is just... Shut it himself. Yeah, you can't do that, right? No. It wouldn't, but um, Cody, would that mean anything to you? I could care less. Yeah. But I bet you Cody's going to take the first crack at him. <laughs> After he's done with Alistair. 
Um, exactly. Or sorry, Malachi. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to think here who he would have a great match with in AEW. He's he's fought John Moxley before. Yeah. And I don't like the way John Moxley works. So see, unfortunately, like I see I him. Want to see that? Yeah, like I see him going into AEW, having all these like no DQ hardcore style matches. I mean, this past Wednesday at Fighter Fest Night Two, because one night's not enough apparently. They Lance Archer defeated John Moxley for the U.S. Yeah, t- uh, new, what is it? Frick, I'm getting it wrong, but pretty much WGP United States. Yes, there you go. Thank you, Jermaine. And they didn't have a wrestling match. It was a hardcore match. There was barbed wire and tables involved. I mean, do you really have to have those type of matches for you for your product to be good? Why not have a wrestling match, especially with a title yeah. like that? It's it's from New Japan. Like that title is going to eventually make its way to New Japan Pro Wrestling again because that's where it should be and that's where it's taken seriously. I mean, I'm going to see Daniel Bryan in all these freaking hardcore matches, and, and that's not wrestling to me. Like it's entertaining, but if it's done with a purpose, right? If it means something within the storyline, yeah. Not every week or every match that a wrestler has. At that point, it's just like yo, you're a gimmick. You're a gimmick wrestler with a gimmick match using gimmicks. Triple gimmick. You don't want you don't want that. Believe me. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me and you to see who would he have a good rivalry with. Right now, I want to see him face Andrade. That would be great. That's the only name that pops into my head. Anybody he hasn't else? Him in WWE? No, no. I'd love to see that uh, match. I would. But I don't know, Jermaine. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be disappointed with him in AW. Maybe he's using AW as a catalyst or as a catapult to get into New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. right? Like, he's not going to live in New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Maybe he'll make a date a couple of times a month to have a decent robbery with somebody, right? But, uh, and obviously, you know, the money that he's going to get from AW or has already since he signed the contract, apparently, um, is going to be substantial. So, a lot of factors in there. A lot of factors. Um but yeah, but the one that I know you're dying to talk about. So the rumors are that Mr. Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, <laughs> will be joining the AEW roster. Uh, reportedly, he's in serious talks with them. And uh, had this been a couple years ago, I would have been so excited. Or had this been at the very beginning of AEW? Yeah. I would have been all in, no pun intended, and I would have probably marked off. But now, seeing what AEW is in its current state, and having CM Punk potentially join their botch fest chaotic <laughs> company, I'm worried for him. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think. Those two guys can save that company. Sure, it'll bring a lot of views to the company and to the product, but yeah. at the end of the day, once WWE is up and running and Money in the Bank and Raw proved it, like they, they can still draw a crowd. Their production is... You can't compete with that. So... Uh, CM Punk will just get a lot of eyes on the company, but you guarantee he's not going to be wrestling full-time. It'll probably be like 
five matches a year because he's an older guy too. Same with Daniel Bryan. He's not a young guy, and he also had a career-ending injury. Yes. So these guys aren't going to be around for the next 10 years. Right. Much less five. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to Daniel Bryan and CM Punk get in a heated kick fest with Orange Cassidy, just like Sting did. Oh, no. This past Wednesday. Like, that's the way I see... That was so cringe. Yes, like, that's the way I see these guys being treated. I mean, how can you take Sting seriously? Lending himself into... Sure, he's getting talent over, whatever. But come on. Yeah, that was... That was embarrassing. That was ridiculous to watch yesterday. And, and Sting is a legend at this point, a Hall of Famer. Again, gone through uh, career-ending injuries. Yep. Um, has is is high up in age shouldn't be taking the bumps he's taking but you know he has something to prove of course <laughs> getting paid handsomely oh yes but there they are in AEW there they are and it comes down to this Jermaine there's a wrestling mark who has an unlimited amount of money and it can he can do whatever the hell he wants and bring whoever the hell he wants in if offered the right the right price obviously yep that's what it comes he's down to yeah. The most interesting thing for me to note here about CM Punk, I mean, again, like you said, I mean, it's been a long time coming. He hasn't wrestled since 2014. Wow. He, he's been in fights, which he's lost, but he <laughs> hasn't wrestled since 2014, right? And every year, maybe like starting from 2015, late 2015 and on, there's been a rumor that he's returning every Royal Rumble, every WrestleMania, every this, every year, there's been multiple reports that he's returning. And yet he still hasn't returned. I'm treating this like another one of those reports because it hasn't happened since 2015, 2014. Until I see him walk on the screen on an AEW, an ROH, a WWE, whatever company in the world you're in. Until I see that happening on front of my screen, then I'll believe it and get with the hype and see what's up. Because this has been too many speculations for way too long. And honestly... This is, again, just speculation as well. And who who's to say that AEW is? I mean, there's reports that AEW is a front runner, but it could be ROH. It could be any other company. It could be New Japan. It could be WWE, for God's sake. It could be anybody. These are just rumors. Yeah. No different from the rumors from years past. Like, that's well, why I'm kind of torn. I'm like, okay, everyone's hyped about it. Yeah, but let's wait and see, because we've been waiting and seeing since 2014, and nothing has happened. You did post something kind of cryptic. You posted... A, uh, you know, the during the before the game, the Chicago Bulls, uh-huh. the Michael Jordan era, that music that he used to come out to. Oh, yeah. The dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, so he, the Alan Parsons Project song. Yes. yes. Yeah. So he posted that on his Instagram. Hmm. And it's just a black screen. So something's brewing. Interesting. Interesting. Well, this goes back to the idea of who Daniel Bryan would fight in AEW. If they, even though they've gone at it in the WWE, if they sign Daniel Bryan, and we see that, which pretty much is confirmed, and they do sign CM Punk, I see those two having a wicked long-term story. That's something I'd like to see, because I know those two guys can go, right? For sure. That would be interesting. And it circles back to that. And it circles back to, again, CM Punk says that and this is speculation again, there's reports that it's how a story and opponents and all that stuff in general is planned moving forward. It's not about the money. It's about who's going to face. So 
that there's that to, to, to go on, right? Yep. Again, I'm not as excited as anybody. A lot of people are excited out there. I see why, but to me, this is no different than another rumor that was in 2015 all the way through to now. And that's why I'm not as excited, but it should be noted because if, if it does happen, Jermaine, it looks like I'm going to be watching AW a lot more to see what they're up to. And with that comes good talk here on the show because most of the time it's all crap. And yeah, so yeah, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it goes, it goes WWE, AW, ROH, and then just somewhere down there close to the bed of the ocean floor is uh, Impact Wrestling. So that's that. That's that. Again, an intriguing week in wrestling. And the good thing about this, Jermaine, is that it's going to be intriguing at least to the end, if not going into September as well. That's true. September is where it's at. Yeah, because... A lot of stuff going to be happening. A lot of people are speculating that Daniel Bryan will make his debut in AEW in September when they go over to, I believe they're going to be in Brooklyn, New York at Arthur Ashe Stadium. And that event wasn't selling that well. But after all these reports, that event is almost sold out. So take that with a grain of salt. Take that with a grain of salt. That's that, man. A lot of returns, a lot of speculation. But again, let's wait and see, Jermaine. Let's wait and see. Let's take a bet here to end this segment here. Or speculation again. Do you think CM Punk, do you think this is it? CM Punk, we'll see CM Punk by the end of the year in I AEW. Think not, I think so. I think so. I think it's very plausible. And a lot of people are saying that that's where he said it. So it's more than likely that he'll end up there. Okay. All right. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know, Jermaine, that this guy made his return. I know you're really good at entrance theme songs. I want to see if you know this entrance theme theme song, okay? All right. Curran White. <laughs> White made his return. Of course he did. <laughs> we'll be right back to wrap things up here on the Boulevard. You're listening to Smart Down Boulevard. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you still won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Continue. So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention 
that it is all free. All free. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, now is the time to do it and use Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the boulevard. Welcome back to Smart Down Boulevard. Now, Jermaine, remember when we used to do actual topics and dive into things a lot back in the day on Smart Down Boulevard? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's a, it's a bittersweet because we were doing that because there's nothing going on in the wrestling world, but now there's a lot going on, but now we miss what we used to do. So you actually pitched something very interesting to me a couple of weeks ago, and I think we should... Uh, we should definitely do it next week because next week is our 70th episode, Jermaine. 70 episodes in of the Boulevard. Wow. So that's crazy. And you know what? Please enlighten us as to what we are going to do next week on the Boulevard. Next week, we're going to be discussing the cost of becoming a professional wrestler. Yes. We're going to be talking about all aspects or majority of what that all you know, yeah, all of it, all encompassing. So, yeah, the men, the mental stuff, mm-hmm. the cost, literally the cost, yeah, uh, renting cars, your food, all of that. The physical going to be diving into that. Yeah, the physical cost too, because a lot of people, you know, oh, wrestling's fake. Yeah. You know, they're jumping on a on a mat. No, they're not. You ignorant fool. They're not. So next week is going to be one of those things where it's going to be educational. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're not a wrestling fan, and I'm going to do a spreadsheet, Jermaine, you know, we're going to do a day in the life of a wrestler or what it takes to get to become a wrestler, what it takes to headline WrestleMania, what that will all encompass. And it's going to be an interesting, uh, not only a topic, but an interesting case study as well, which is, uh, which I like because we're going scholar here on the boulevard, (laughs) which is something new for us. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, celebrating our 70th episode. That's crazy. That is crazy to me, man. Almost at 100. We're on par, but again, our 100th episode is slated for sometime next February. So that uh, will be interesting. And and you know what? We're only halfway through this year. There's a lot to come, of course, a lot to look forward to. And uh, happy that we have listeners all over the world joining us on this endeavor that we call Smart Down Boulevard. And as always, we'd like to give you some advice. If you're going to take a bump, you know what to do. Tuck your chin in. And remember, Smarks, you can listen to past episodes of The Boulevard on all the major audio streaming platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We come at you every Friday of the year with a new episode, and occasionally we hit you with those two-for-one-week specials on Mondays and Fridays. Keep it here to find out when those special weeks happen. For more content to connect with us and for all things wrestling-related, find us on Instagram at SmartdownBoulevard. That's at Smartdown. BLVD to keep the conversation going. This is Smartdown.